ਸਾਕਾ ਪੂਤ ਰਿਤਿਕਾਸਟ in australia well i don't think she's on a sabbatical i think uh, the coordination between the two original hosts was going haywire <laughs> so i had to fill in and i'm just a stopgap arrangement so all the listeners be relieved that uh, your original host will be back very soon you directly hit where it hurts you just said that we are not on schedule we were all haywire all over the place but yes without further ado let's start with the topics of the day we have uh, the biggest ipo that india has ever had in its history that's coal india it's uh, to the tune of 15000 crores and it's india's largest ipo it was opened in the stock exchange on 18th october 2010 that is monday so it's already 7 days today is 6th day for the ipo but according to the ipo rules you can apply only for first 5 days that means ipo is open for a particular period of time right say for a week's time so every investor has that particular time frame in which he has to get as many shares as he wants or as many shares as they are up for grabs so it's a good idea to invest right and this time coal india india's largest state owned company world's largest coal miner with revenues of 46000 crores or 10.3 billion us dollars in in 2008 2009 if i quote the times of india it says that the indian capital market turned black into gold this week the initial public offer of coal india was set to be the largest in indian history from the moment it opened on monday but even the biggest bulls in the ring were left stunned by the money it mined by the time it closed on thursday a mobilization of rupees 2.36 lakh crores or 53 billion dollars oh. and it overcried over 15 times the target was only 15500 crores but it oversubscribed 15 times and the amount that coal india has received is 2.36 lakh crores that is 53 billion dollars this is more like what ipl did to cricket it is more like coal india doing to the world of ipos i think the last time the biggest one that we had seen was reliance power 2008 and just the details of the deal the initial public offering was fixed at 225 rupees to 245 rupees and yes. it was headed by our finance minister pranab mukherjee for divesting 10% stake uh, of the government in this company so they are also trying to meet their disinvestment plans now disinvestment basically is to privatize part of the public sector units and they have already met half of the target of 2010 2011 because coal india has come in the way and it's it's been the the biggest one and it seems that there will be good demand for this issue as it was and it was it has come up with the perspective of uh, bridging the fiscal deficit as well so it is seen as a good psu disinvestment plan yeah and why is it big is that you know partha bhattacharya who is the head of uh, coal india coal is a commodity at the end of the day right it's mm-hmm. it's a commodity it's no no brand but there is a concept of uh, unwashed coal and washed coal so unwashed coal is what you get when you mine and mm-hmm. these guys as he says that in coal india what we do we deliver washed coal and uh, the coal prices internationally are very high and what mm-hmm. they sell is at dirt cheap prices and by 2013 and 2014 coal will be sold at international prices which is mm-hmm. uh, currently they are selling at half that price so the value added 
coal that will be sold will make money and it's a long term investment strategy for anyone who wants to invest in our companies who is trying to pitch his company out so it's just like any other bellwether stock that will come about in some time and also they are currently employing more than 4 lakh employees and he's saying that in the next 3 or 4 years it will come down to 3 lakhs so we'll also have cost benefits so all in all oh, yes so why they are reducing the number of employees i because i see mm-hmm. the profits from 2008 2009 mm-hmm. the coal india profits were 2078 crores and now they have increased in just one year to 8312 crores which is an increase of i know i think it is an increase of 300 times 300% not 300 times 300% so why would they want to reduce the number of employees probably the technology that comes with it they will still be the largest employer in the public sector in india there is still a large number and also at the same time coal demand itself i mean for example you know in 2007 It, is, it was said that 57 million barrels of oil equivalent per day of coal was consumed and mm. it will only increase to 85.8 million bar- barrels per day so basically consumption across the world is going to increase and india i think has enough number of coal mines to sustain itself for the next many years well i agree but we have skeptics who say that renewable sources of energy like sunlight like wind like solar energy they need to be tapped more investment need to go there rather than divesting coal india and um, mm-hmm. organizations like greenpeace etc were very much against this ipo the skeptics are part of each deal of this magnitude or any magnitude but if you are a coal company what would you do you would mine coal you would try and add value to it and sell and make and money out of it so that's what they are doing 18 mines in india approximately having reserves of 1647 million tons of coal there are enough reserves it's not a endangered species of coal mm-hmm. while extraction of coal the entire forests have to be done away with means you have to actually erase the forests erase the hills to mine coal there was an article in times of india a few days ago which i read that uh, the government of maharashtra has leased out land to various coal miners to the extent of rupees 25000 crores mm-hmm. but extract that amount of coal the entire western ghat the most lush green forest cover of india mm-hmm. will have to be will have to be cut down or deforested mm-hmm. which is indeed a sad thing while extracting coal and the and the worst part is that the coal companies do not replenish it they just dig it up and the mud keeps lying there uh-huh. and uh, uh, the entire environmental hazard uh, is not considered at all though i would like to read you know, the vision statement of coal india here which was very interesting <laughs> in in uh, in, uh, in terms of the environment it uh-huh. says vision vision of coal india says to emerge from the position of domestic leader to leading global player in the energy sector it doesn't say coal it says global player in the energy sector by adopting best practices from mine to market with due care to environmental and societal sustenance wow i think an mba would have written that like all mbas write vision statements but this was an interesting thing i didn't know you had to cut down forests to mine coal i thought you you, you could get it through barren lands in rajasthan and bihar and other places it is not only about coal mining it is about mining as an industry you, you do not only mine coal you mine uh, various kinds of metals like asphalt like manganese like mm-hmm. ore like iron ore so far as most of the mining is concerned in maharashtra it is about calcium carbonate substance which makes marbles so that is why you have to take that entire piece of rock you have to mine from a rock rather than go underground so that is why the forest has to be cut uh, 
विच विच सब्जेक्ट अपने को ये था इन स्कूल यूरोप so they pulled in a lot of money from there and they invested in india and i think you were telling me sometime back kitna ek din mein how many billion dollars walked into india or how much was that it was not in ek din in 4 days 2.36 lakh crores 53 billion dollars 53 billion dollars that's i think and the it, net worth of the highest or the richest man in the world carlos slim somewhere there so in 4 days hmm. 53 billion dollars is equal to the gdp of 140 countries and it is more than the gdp of sri lanka and that of nepal <laughs> and it is 10 times india's health budget of 25000 crores My also God. it is nearly 5 times of our education budget of 49000 crores and more so uh, that this is the second largest ipo gathering in the world after petro gas petron gas from brazil yes and 70 billion dollars a foreign institutional investor invests in india so basically what it does it buys rupees so in other words when they buy rupee they make it expensive so mm. the value of rupee vis-a-vis dollar or in comparison to the dollar increases so that's what happens so the rupee appreciated by 0.8% to 44.10 according to bloomberg that's what they said so and the it companies are not too happy about that रुपीटेड So the yeah. foreigner pays you that much less in rupee terms because they pay you in dollars. I think in our generation, maximum population is employed in IT sector. So whatever happens to IT sector, it creates a jitters in entire in entire country. Because like uh, in our previous generation, in our parents' generation, I think most of our parents etc. were employed in some or the other PSU. Our right. generation is uh, employed in some or the other IT company. Whether it is a big IT company or a small IT company, so whatever happens to IT creates a lot of ripples in Indian middle class, whether positive or negative. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know, incidentally, all the IT companies except Vipro, they posted double-digit quarter profits this quarter. But uh, yeah, the rupee gaining is not a good news for anybody who wants to export. Retail investors like you and me can make some money, right? If we invest, yeah, you know, there are a few interesting things about an IPO that an investor has to remember. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Akhilesh I, Maharaj. <laughs> okay, for I, all you guys listening now, uh, Akhilesh also happens to be a stock market dabbler, right? You're reading. What are you reading right now? Uh, investment capitalist, or what is that? Investment biker. I'm investment biker, but I'm not a stock market dabbler at all. I have not even invested uh, a single rupee till now. So that you are giving us tips in investing in an IPO, huh? Uh, no, huh. I'm not giving any tips here. I'm just giving you theories. Tell me, tell theories me. Theories that are already that are already propounded in every finance book. So I'm not giving any tips from my side. Uh-huh. But yes, I must say that you should not become a dabbler in stock market. You should become an investor in business. Whenever you want that, I want to buy that particular stock. Uh-huh. You should know 
that you are owning that business. You are owning a share of that business doesn't mean that you are owning paper. You are owning profits, you are owning the turnover, you are owning the service or product that that business has to offer to the that public. That is the Warren Buffett philosophy of exactly. investing. I'm not right many, but three authors I can tell you, Peter Lynch, Jim Rogers and Warren Buffett, all are of the same opinion and they are the richest men in the world. Hmm. You do not trade or dabble in stock market, you invest in businesses. That is their fundamental fundamental rule of uh, putting their money in the stock exchange. And then people cry that we lost money, ye ho gaya, wo ho gaya, hmm. because they are just taking tips from some broker, taking tips from their friends and not even knowing what they're investing in and tomorrow's stock drops and then they're saying that they're losing money. There is no money in that, right? There, you have to gamble, jugaad, gambling. <laughs> so you, you do end up losing money. But come on, let's not digress. You were talking about what are the things that you have to remember for this particular deal in IPO. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so now, now IPO, as the definition, is a simple offering of common stocks to public for the first time. Right. Because till now, the shares are not listed in the stock market for free trade. Right. Okay. Now, it's a... Free trade, is, to, for example, when Achilles buys a stock from Coal India, a share of Coal India in the initial public offering, tomorrow if he wants to sell it, I, let's say, want to buy it. So when I buy it from Achilles, it's a, it's, it's free trade, as in it's secondary markets. So I'm buying exactly. it for the second time, third, fourth, fifth, etc. Yes. Now, it's a risky investment because... I do not have any historical data of how this share is going to move in the right. stock market. Right. So it might, if the price bank today for IPO of Coal India is 225 to 240 rupees, mm -hmm. it might open in the stock market less than the price that was offered to me in IPO. And then I start losing money initially. But if that stock, if that price is higher than what I have invested in IPO, say it opens at 300, then on the very first day of the opening of the stock, I am making a profit of around 50 rupees per share. Right. But the flip so, side, I think, is if it were so simple, now we know, right, Coal India, it may not have a stock market history, but we know that it has a tremendous potential with the way it has been performing, the, the revenues that it has, the dividend that it, it gave out some 18,000 crore about a couple of years back. So now you tell me, Achilles, now if I want to apply for, let's say, 100 shares, if yeah. you're putting it in 100 shares into 225 is... 22,500 rupees, which instead of putting in a fixed deposit, I would rather buy it. But will I be getting them? I don't think I'll get all of them, will I? Because I'll have no, company. will not be. There because so you know, people like me. Exactly. Suddenly, the retail applications for DMAT accounts have increased. Just for the Coal India IPO, people have started opening DMAT accounts. And within 15 days, there have been 30 lakh DMAT accounts opened for Coal India. Now, what happens in such a thing that if I apply for 100 shares, company cannot allot more than what is governed or what is resolved by the member of the board and by the company law board and according to the Companies Act of India. So, if, say for example, only a certain amount of money Coal India might have to offer to the tune of 15,500 crores, but they have received money to the tune of 2.36 lakh crores just on the IPO. So they will not be giving all 100 shares to uh, to a person who has applied 100 shares. It is given on a pro-rata basis and it becomes a lottery then. That some might get all 100 whomsoever has applied, some might get 0, some might get 25, some might get 50 and so on and so forth. I'm curious to know if the employees of the company will get some extra benefit. 4 lakh employees are a lot. So I think they have been given some 10% discount, but not everyone is happy with the IPO. They wanted to keep it controlled by the state. 
So even the employees are not 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 all of them are happy because they lose control, right? They come under the. There might be a reason because Coal India uh, is a company that is centered in West Bengal, right? And West Bengal is not always very happy with divestment. West Bengal is not very happy with the uh, open trade, free trade policies. They are very uh, socialist, communist-oriented uh, state. So maybe that may be the reason. And the security factor, they just see, they must be seeing that okay, now I am not a government employee anymore. There are so many. There, there might be decisions and uh, and directives that they have to follow. Suddenly, there might be job insecurity that they are not used to. A person working in an IT company will be used to job insecurity. He must be seeing people being fired around him like like hotcakes. But not a person who is working in a police PSU. That's probably true. That's probably true. How many more days to for the? Suppose on Thursday, you can't apply an IPO anymore. Only four days you had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Thursday. Four days you had to apply. You had to test your destiny in those four days. That's why whenever an IPO comes, people invest in X. Even if it is an IPO, it is much better that you read through the details of the business what that company actually yeah. does. Because what happened in Reliance Power IPO? Hmm. Reliance Power had not even a single office. It was a company on paper. It was not a company. In physical manifestation right. at all. Right. Whereas, uh, as compared to that, Coal India has Coal India is a much sounder investment. Right. They are offering. I'm I'm saying that this is the best risk-free investment you can have and gain much more than an FD or a, or a debt fund. Yeah. You don't have to be worried about whether this company will stay tomorrow or not, or this company is on papers. It's a PSU. And it's a Navratna company for the government of India. Navratna, बोले तो one among the nine companies. Which which are the nine? I don't know. I even I don't know, but, but it is called. I I I think these Navratnas have gone to twenty thirty. Everyone is a Navratna, and that is what I think. So no, but yeah, you're right about the history in the sense that uh, Reliance Power did not have any, and Coal India about a year in 2007 2008 they had one of the largest tax payouts. Corporate tax amounted to 35.75 billion rupees. So if you're paying that much tax, you are operational. You are not on paper. You have a history, so everything adds up, and might as well apply a better bet than a fixed deposit for sure. Yeah, so all hunky dory here. You can go ahead and invest. And now, I think it will start. Uh, you will see coal India prices uh, to be listed in stock market from uh, the first week of November, I think. Yeah. And I think we've spent a good deal of time talking about coal India. But uh, moving ahead, the Sensex has been doing what they call seesawing, like we do. Yeah, do doing. For a while, and uh, the day Sachin Tendulkar hit that uh, magnificent double century, and we won the Bangalore Test to seal the series against Australia, the Test match. The next day, Sensex hit 20,688. Is what Sensex clocked the next day after Sachin scored his 49th century, which people are saying that you know there is a strong correlation between the way India plays on the cricket field and how the Sensex does. And I think it's just a coincidence, and we are. I, I don't think it's true. What do you think? What's up, Kalak? Just because India plays well. There was a research by some um, analysts in Monash University in Australia, mm. and then they showed that when India's cricket team loses one-day matches or any match, mm-hmm. the stock markets take a beating. And it also states while a win by the Indian cricket team has no statistically significant upward impact on the stock market, mm. a loss generates a significant downward movement in the stock market. It was said by Mr. Smith, of uh, head of Monash University's Department of Economics. It's a nice study to do, right? If you love cricket and love to dabble, and love to love to play with the stock market, and of course, if you get some finding, then you know mm-hmm. when to invest and what to invest. So, 
what they reveal is statistics but what they conceal is vital yes it's a seduism it's a seduism <laughs> as per the experts that i have been reading uh, for the past few months mm. it is always better to invest when the markets are down rather than to invest in markets that are going up bull runs are not not good for retail investors as per mr buffet and rogers and and mr lynch they make investing sound so boring yeah don't you think <laughs> ஒன்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டர்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டர்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டர்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டர்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டர்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டர
that's why it works i think and india kya population kya hai and look at the number of subscribers that is 700 million subscribers yeah and even 3g now looking at 3g dsml and mtnl the government telecom providers have already rolled out 3g now the private players like vodafone and airtel will be coming in very soon right to get 3g services so all the vast companies are gearing up with their 3g services broadband services and most of them is video streaming it will be like like abhishek and i are talking right now and uh, i can actually see if i have a 3g enabled phone with uh, all cameras etc i can actually view abhishek what is abhishek right now doing at his home mm. and whether he's lying on a bed uh, or he's or he's talking by while sitting on a sofa or he's munching something i can actually view it on my phone and that is the basic video streaming facility that 3g is going to provide there is one catch here 3g is what finally it's spectrum now you know in the evening times at 7 o'clock 8 baje abhi bhi when i try to you are in bangalore i'm in mumbai if i try to call you during that time i have to try calling you at least two times because of the network that is yeah. invariably busy so we really don't know ki boss 3g aaya bhi so is is it going to be applied for applications like that you just mentioned it mm-hmm. would probably be again deployed place where we are getting right now is just to provide that voice relief now voice mm-hmm. relief is a concept which says okay boss at least let me get through that line with one attempt mm-hmm. so this 3g may not exactly start youtube on your cell phone like you have that in south korea and other countries hmm. but what our companies have paid 67000 crores for it and yeah. now yeah, they, have. they have to now companies like vodafone if they have to resell it to other companies let's say like loop or like hmm. uh, docomo who hadn't bid now those guys are saying you know what like mts for instance they are saying no we don't need 3g right now we are pretty much happy with the current spectrum that we have and and it has placed a 100 crore order with some russian firm called Systronics for different network-related services like setting up of a mobile number portability and mm-hmm. other other services which will add value to you. Because uh, in, I I am very very uh, very very skeptical about sixty thousand crores being invested in three G because you know what am I banking on is video-based content. I'm banking on short movies. I'm banking on video streaming. I'm banking on everything that a video can have uh, that, that a video has to do on mobile phone. Right. So I'm not too sure whether the user right now is ready for such a thing that he wants to see everything in mobile. Because see, it's a it's, watching a video is a matter of experience. Yesterday I went to watch a movie. Mm. I watched it in EVR. Uh, that's an experience for me. And watching a movie at, at, in a cell phone may or may not be an experience. Yeah, I think it can give a boom to short film market and uh, unorganized filmmakers or filmmakers who cannot afford to go to studio and shoot. I think it can give a boom to that industry. That is what I can foresee. But uh, to become, uh, I am, I am thinking that to recover sixty thousand crores will be a really, really tough deal for all private operators. Whenever three G gets rolled out in private operators, it will be a really, really interesting thing to see what products are on offer because. it will all become a product based game and to tell you one more thing that on mobile has recently acquired a company from united states of america mm. which deals with all video technologies that are possible on mobile on, it's called on mobile for all the you don't know is is, is india's largest value added provider right yeah that company is called delithium technologies network limited mm-hmm. and it, 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 the basic operation is from bay area in united states of america on mobile is acquiring that company 
and and what what is there in it for it so the platform technology on which videos are going to operate uh, because it's basically for 3g it so has it has to be a video company it had to be a company who specializes in technologies that deals with video streaming and video technology so that's where the so called future is mobile tv we've been harping on that for past 5 or 6 years but 3g aata hi nahi hai every every 3 months there is an announcement and then it's just stifled you know but now i think rollouts are happening rollouts are happening but uh, that is more to do with the government red tape and the money that they wanted to raise in 60000 crores government got just by issuing the license which is a huge amount for them i think that must have also helped the fiscal deficit a lot <laughs> yeah. yes i think uh, it's time to wrap it up ki uh, before we log off i think you had one celebrity page three kind of a topic that you had mailed and that's about mm. mukesh ambani moving into his how many billion dollar house that is 2 billion dollars <laughs> 2 billion dollars is where is what he spent to where and when is in kolaba it, it is no it's at alt mount road uh-huh. and i have a few statistics uh, regarding that home uh-huh. it is at 4 lakh square feet and that house is at 4 lakh square feet and it has three helipads on the roof uh-huh. and it has an air traffic control system no floors of the house are alike each floor has a different layout design and material <laughs> it it reminds me of crystal maze that's <laughs> to come when we were when we were in school uh, there were four zones right aquatic and this and i don't know go go ahead go ahead yeah and it has a large ballroom with ceiling decked up with chandeliers the parking lot begins with the living space and the mini elevators are in the lobby and of course they have um, the banis have uh, considered the, the spiritual and the astrological aspects as well and they have uh, uh, they have created the building along with the the vastu tips that we sell <laughs> on our mobile phone <laughs> <laughs> they have obviously taken the service of the most expert vastu shastri in in india well i think it is a modern version of taj mahal for the change of business in india isn't it if shah jahan can build taj mahal then why ambani can't build a mansion like this given the money <laughs> would you do it uh well i don't think my mind will allow me to do my uh, mind will have a block <laughs> yeah right <laughs> from a very middle class background uh, the mind blockages are too it would have been interesting to see what dhirubhai ambani would have done with that money because he came from a middle class yeah and not mukesh so on that note i think it's time to wrap up uh, all you guys listening out there please log on to theindicast.com and leave your comments there and would love to know what do you think about our new host akhilesh mattu uh, mattu yeah that's his last name and we like to call him by his last name sometimes mattu well um, i i sure my readers my listeners that uh, it will remain a stop gap and uh, <laughs> Elitika will come back soon uh, in the next episode. Hopefully. Don't have to get so defensive, man. Uh, it's not about being defensive, but I think you guys uh, enjoy uh, uh, doing the podcast together with Elitika and Abhishek, and uh, they make a very good team while they do Busy Nation. So I don't want to disturb the team, but just to be on no, time. No, incidentally, incidentally, since you say that, we've the number of comments on the site have almost dried up. So let's please comment so that we know that there is somebody out there who's listening to us. So theindicast.com is the site's name. And hopefully we would come back week after week now uh, without any interruptions. Yes, I think you as a producer will take care of that. So that's about it. All of you, theindicast.com, the site. You can also go log on to Facebook and subscribe or add yourself to the community Indicast Podcast Network. we keep updating what new shows come up and you can help us with 
some of the topics that you think we should cover. So, Indicast Podcast Network on Facebook. That's about it. Bye-bye.